Hello, entertainment law nerds, enthusiasts, and aficionados, and welcome to the Denton's Canada Entertainment and Media Law Signal Podcast. I'm Bob Tarantino, and I'm joined by my colleague from our Vancouver office, Helen Park. Helen, how are you? Good. How are you, Bob? I'm good. So it has been almost literally two years to the day since you last appeared on this podcast. So A, welcome back. And B, what the hell have you been doing for the last two years? Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) It's like been the fastest but slowest two years of my life. Um, What have we been doing? Well, we've been trying to navigate through the millions of changes um, for our foreign worker nationals coming into Canada and trying to get, uh, yeah, clients uh, serviced uh, with immigration needs. But it's, uh, it's been quite a roller coaster, I have to say. Indeed. And so as we are recording this in the middle of June, yeah, middle of June 2022, what changes have happened or what are the current restrictions that are in place as we speak pertaining to people who need to travel to Canada for work? Okay, I think we need to date stamp it. We really need to say June 14th, right now, 12-16 PST. I like it. (laughs) Um, um, We are memorializing a moment in time. (laughs) <laughs> That's right, because the changes keep happening. They even happened over the weekend. There were more changes announced just an hour and 17 minutes ago. So I feel like we need to keep um, keep the date stamp on this. Uh, but generally, uh, most of the restrictions for foreign nationals coming to Canada have lifted um, back March 2020 when everything shut down and barely anyone could come into Canada. Um, since March 2020, when the border shut down and hardly anyone could come into Canada, we've had you know a lot of fluctuation on on the rules and um, different restrictions that had been in place with the testing requirements and government hotel um, quarantine requirements. We've been through a lot, but generally speaking, I think we are kind of back to pre-COVID type rules other than the main restriction currently in place which is you must be fully vaccinated as a foreign national coming to Canada and um, that vaccination requirement despite an announcement an hour ago is still required for foreign nationals so um, just remember for both air and land travel if you're a foreign national you must be fully uh, vaccinated to come to Canada. And so let's just drill down on that a little bit. So are there any exemptions available to that rule? In other words, can somebody say or demonstrate, look, like as a medical matter, I'm not able to get vaccinated. Like if I get the vaccine, it's going to cause medical complications for me. Therefore, I am or I should be exempt from this requirement. Okay, so the medical exemptions are almost impossible to get. It is um, very restrictive. Um, I've seen um, some applicants try to give me a letter from their doctor that said that they've had COVID and that they are, um, you know, they have a medical condition and maybe a reaction to previous medications. That's not going to cut it. 
um, to obtain a medical exemption from the COVID vaccination, you need uh, basically a report to show that there is a medical contraindication or a severe allergic reaction, such as like an anaphylaxic kind of reaction to the first dose of the vaccine, or that you've got a confirmed allergy to like the ingredient, an ingredient in, um, in any of the approved vaccines that are available to you. So it's very restrictive. Um, I mean, that's it for medical. In, in terms of other exemptions, there are some rules that allow uh, essential foreign workers working in farming or food processing, but those again are very limited. Um, and then children, uh, basically, if you are a child under five, you, you're exempt uh, from vaccination and testing quarantine requirements. There are some specific rules for um, the children age five to 11. Uh, they can come um, as long as they're accompanied by a fully vaccinated adult and there are uh, some masking requirements for them. And youth age 12 to 17, again, more restrictive. They'll, they'll need to go through some testing protocols in order to come, but they are allowed to be um, unvaccinated if they're coming um, to Canada. Okay, and so all of those rules that you've just identified, this is one thing I've always been curious about. Do they apply across the board? In other words, it doesn't matter where somebody is traveling from, right? Whether they're traveling from the United States or from England or Brazil or Australia or wherever, it's the same rule that applies to all travelers, regardless of point of origin. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So it's entry into Canada, foreign nationals must be fully vaccinated and it doesn't matter where you're traveling from. So yeah, even the U.S. is not exempt from the vaccination rule. Got it. And so up until very recently, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, one of the big sort of, I don't, I don't know if impediment is the right word, but one of the big requirements was a testing requirement. So just to underscore the point, at this point, there is no longer a, twist, a testing requirement. Is that accurate? So yeah, up until this past weekend, um, there was uh, a random on arrival testing at the Canadian airports. Um, that has actually been temporarily lifted. Uh, so there was clarification. Um, there were news stories over the weekend that said that they had um, you know, um, no longer requiring on arrival random testing, but it's actually a temporary lifting um, to the random on arrival testing at airports. Um, and this is simply to alleviate the wait times at the major international airports, particularly Toronto, I think Vancouver, um, Toronto has been in the news quite a bit, but there will actually be some on arrival random testing happening off site, uh, starting in July. And I think they will randomly select some travelers, the details and logistics have yet to be um, released and, and uh, um, we'll, we'll have to find out what happens to those people that are randomly selected where offsite they're going to have to go to do the testing but um, that is the update on that. To also confirm random testing at the land crossings is is still in place so if you're driving into Canada fully vaccinated you can still be chosen for a random test at the land crossing. On the U.S. side, uh, the, up until I think 
Sunday, there was also a requirement for uh, pre-arrival COVID testing an antigen test 24 hours before your flight. The US has also lifted that requirement as of Sunday. Right, so you had some situations as I understand it where people sort of got into Canada and then they couldn't get back out to the US because they couldn't or they were unwilling to, to take the test. So that is no longer an impediment to their travel to the US. That's right, that's right. Or they just forgot, like they would show up here the airport and realize they didn't have a test and then right. scrambling to get a test and miss right. their flight. So yeah, that, that, there's so many rules. It's just try to keep, keep them all straight. Right. So the situation has simplified, but it is not yet a complete free-for-all. So people still need to be vaccinated and there is still the possibility of a random test either at, the, at a land crossing or potentially at a, an air crossing, um, although the air crossing is suspended for, sounds like, a couple of weeks. That's right. Right now, Canada suspend, suspended the on-arrival random testing um, for a couple of weeks. I would, I, I again, we, we don't know what that's going to look like, but we'll have mm -hmm. to, you know, stay tuned for logistics on that. Right. So the last two years have been a time of a lot of change in your practice. Uh, I've, I'm imagining you have gotten an increased volume of phone calls and emails and frantic requests uh, and pleading sort of, uh, you know, submissions for help over the last couple of years. It sounds like we might be turning a corner where that will slow down, hopefully, fingers crossed for you, Helen. What have you seen over the last couple of years? Like what mistakes have people made over the last couple of years and are continuing to make that you can sort of highlight that could facilitate or ease people's cross-border movements? Well, this one seems so silly. It's a bit of a basic and common sense tip, but a lot of passports expired during COVID. Um, it happens to actors too. And um, I'll get a frantic call saying they are booked to come to Canada tomorrow, but their passport is expired. And it's, um, unfortunately, it's, it's just an international kind of you know, rule among countries and airlines, like you cannot board an international flight without a valid passport. So, um, you know, we've had to reroute people um, to a land crossing. So they'll, from New York, they'll fly to Seattle, get in a car and then drive up because you don't need a valid passport to enter Canada at a land crossing. So we have had to do that and it goes both ways. So let's say an actor has forgotten about this passport um, validity issue and they got into Canada, they finished their project and then they book a flight to go back to the US and same issue. The, the US also will not let you board a flight to go, even if you're a US citizen, to go back to the US without a valid passport. So again, rerouted from the airport to the land crossing, crossover and then a new flight to New York. So um, check the passports uh, before you uh, book um, anyone. And also, um, you know, 
if you do have uh, imminent travel, um, you know, try to get an emergency um, appointment. There are long, long waits at these passport offices, but try to get something booked and um, don't rely on politicians uh, because that never seems to pan out for our clients even. It doesn't matter who you are. And one thing I know that I've encountered in a couple of situations, which I think you might be able to sort of shed some light on is people overlook the fact that let's say they might be an American citizen and they're traveling to Canada, but if they're coming from another location where they've been shooting a movie or their, you know, summer home, which is not in the United States, or they're transiting through another country in order to get to Canada. You don't just have to be concerned about Canada's rules. You also have to be familiar with the rules of that other jurisdiction. That's right. So yeah, um, during the heart of COVID, there were certainly so many travel restrictions and travel bans from certain countries. So the US had a ban from Europe for quite a while. Um, Canada had a ban from India um, and, and there were like a whole bunch of African countries on the list. So um, it's so important to keep up to date and check um, where you're transiting through and what the requirements are. Even today, there are a lot of um, restrictions and rules for not only for vaccinations, but even just travel restrictions in large parts of Asia. So you have to check those rules and make sure that you're able to transit through those countries to get to Canada and elsewhere and ensure that you've got the requirements in place. So I believe that many of the European countries are now requiring booster, COVID booster shots as an example. So if you are traveling to Europe and you've got your, you're fully vaccinated, you've got your two Moderna shots, um, and you just haven't gotten around to getting a COVID booster or, you know, um, you know, just haven't, haven't booked it, double check because you'll, you'll, you might need that to get into a European country. So, and yeah, don't rely on the, your travel agents or your travel coordinators or Expedia for that matter, because they'll let you book <laughs> those flights, no problem. It's, right. uh, um, it's when you get to the airport and you're trying to go somewhere, you're suddenly realizing that you're not going to be able to get into that country or, or get back to Canada. Amazing. So to sort of round the corner here, you got to be vaccinated to get into Canada there may still be a random testing requirement depending on which crossing or what mode of crossing you're using. Make sure your passport is still valid. And actually on that point, passports, you should have your passport be valid for how long? Well, they like to see six months, um, huh? but if even, even if it's just for the duration of your trip, um, it, it's okay that they'll let you come in. Um, you know, if it's going to expire within three days and you're, you're returning in two weeks, you're going to have a problem returning. So you just, you have to watch for that and make arrangements to avoid um, not being able to return. Right. So make sure your passport's valid for the appropriate period of time. Make sure you are familiar with and compliant with the requirements of any sort of interstitial jurisdictions that you're passing through or connecting through. Any final piece of advice for folks that are either coming into Canada themselves or that are trying to get other people into Canada? So, 
Yeah, my last kind of, um, you know, warning, because <laughs> COVID aside, this is still happening, and I still am getting calls. Um, don't forget about basically the, the essential rules for traveling to Canada. You still need to meet the um, requirements in, in terms of criminality and work purpose. So you can't come to Canada for work without a work permit application or a valid work permit. And certainly you can't come to Canada if you have a criminal record, um, including a historical DUI. So just you know, keep that in mind as well, because that's despite COVID, all those other rules are still in place and people forget that, oh yes, a historical DUI is going to prevent me from entering Canada altogether. That includes going on a cruise ship or any sort of tourism. They're not going to let you in. So just uh, just uh, keep that front of mind. Awesome. All good advice. Helen, thank you so much for taking the time. Let's make sure that your next appearance on the podcast is not two years from now. Let's get the frequency a little more, make it make sure that the frequency is a little, a little more up-tempo. Thank you to our listeners for listening. Helen, thank you for taking the time. Everybody, please check us out at entertainmentmedialawsignal.com where you can see our blog posts and links to our other podcast episodes. And join us again on the next episode of the Dentons Canada Entertainment Media Law Signal podcast. Thank you, Bob. Dentons is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see dentons.com for legal notices.